Hello everyone, thanks for listening to part 8, the conclusion of the Prince of Providence. Just a reminder, the previous episodes are available on our website, actualplay.network. And I'm going to carry the few bodies back into the restaurant. Okay. What about our buddy over here? You going to pick him? That's what I'm saying, the two bodies. I'm just going to hang the guy over him like a pig. (laughs) And... And, like, snack his neck open. Snack his neck open. Yep. Well, that's what you're doing, aren't you? Like a go-gurt. Is that what you do with a go-gurt? Just squeeze all the yeah. shit out of there. <laughs> yeah. You squeeze that gurt out into your mouth, man. All right, I'll get three hit points. So you, like, wake up suddenly, and then you see that there's a, a mobster being bled out on top of you. <laughs> so Jake just, like, shoots up. Did we get him? Oh, yeah, yeah, we really, uh, we really got him. You blazed the path for us there, Jakey. It was you were the main yeah. component of a very excellent alley oop. It all went exactly like I planned it to. No, no, wouldn't doubt you for a I moment. I want to spend some vitae to heal. So where's uh, self? Oh, are you looking for self now? I think we should. Sorry, okay. Okay, well, uh... <laughs> all right. Well, all right. So where is he? Well, I don't know Have that part him? yet. So who did we get? I, don't know. I said, did we get him? No, we got and these guys. We got like, these. Yeah, we got him. this guy. Who cares We're going about to find him right now. <laughs> guys, hanging out with these jabronis. We're here to get Salvecchio. All right, let's go get him. I did a bunch of cool shit while you were away. <laughs> yeah, you were away. You were away or whatever. All right, let's go get Salvecchio. I'll you tell you about it on the way later. So, and then uh, we're uh, walking into the room Salvecchio's in, and uh, and that's the end of my story. So, uh, and that's when you wake up, and then you woke up. You, that was you're very a, succinct. You're in a restaurant, you. the same restaurant where Salvecchio was. Uh, on the table where he was sitting, there's a note. I'm going to read it. Okay. Jake, Harvey, Ronnie, I couldn't stay, but I will meet you at... E.T.'s house at 4 a.m. And I'll bring the crown. Sal. Wait. So what was all this for then? That guy's name's Sal? Yeah, Sal Vecchio. I've been calling him Sal Vecchio like it's, his, like it's his last name this whole time. I don't even know what to say to you. <laughs> Everyone says it together like it's a one name. Well, it flows good. So, uh... I'm thinking we might should get out of here before uh, the cops decide to see what's going on. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I guess miss go back to Tillinghast and tell them that this is all pointless because I guess Salvecchio's coming. I mean, uh, at least we got to flex our vampire, you know, muscles, I guess. Yeah, that was great. I loved it. You, uh, you really drew attention to yourself like you wanted. And, uh... Yeah, I got all four guys to shoot me at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's imp- not easy, man. Hey, when you, when you ever get to do that in your regular life? Think about it. Can't say I would have missed it. So, uh, <laughs> let's go to Tillinghast, I guess. Go back home. Alright, so what are you guys doing exactly? Uh, unless someone else wants to do something, I think we just go chill. Are you hiding, or are you just parked Yeah, park like, he's probably, got a, he's probably got now a big yard, right? We're gonna park in a alleyway down the block. And then around mm-hmm. the time that, um the meetup is supposed to happen. We're going to be a little farther out so we can see if anybody approaches the building, you know, and uh, then I don't know. 
Uh, no, we get out of the car, wait till we spy on him, see when he goes in, and then we go in after him, I guess. Okay, works. so you guys parked a little ways down, so you can, but you're in your car with the lights off, yeah, and you're sort of parked among the other cars, so it's like not really obvious, We're you know, that discreet. you're there. You're being discreet. So, a little bit before four, like five or six minutes before four a.m., about ten cars speed, like one at a time, speed around the corner and park all on the street, all askew, and guys, guys with baseball bats and guns, begin to get out. There's probably about 25 guys getting out of their cars, mob guys. Told Tilling ass this is what was going to happen. And uh, But I'm the dummy, I guess. They start, one of them throws um, a Molotov cocktail or something, and the house catches on fire, and then guys begin to pour inside. Doesn't seem safe. And you hear gunshots, and after a few minutes you start to hear screaming. And the fire starts to go out mysteriously, but... Uh, you hear the screaming and the gunshots continue for a little while, and then it's silence. Uh, who do you think won? I'm gonna guess Tillinghast. My money's on Tillinghast. Anyone want to take that bet? Uh, I'm not a bet. I'll take man. that bet. What do you want? Hundred bucks. Done. Does uh, Sal ever show up? You don't see. So him. I head over to the side of the house and start creep up to look through a window. Um, there is blood like caked on the windows. I look. I head for a side door. Yeah, there's plenty of doors. This is a large house. Um, you going inside? Yeah. I okay, see so you. Um, the door's locked, but you can easily bust it open. So you do so, I assume. Uh, are immediately treated to someone who looks like they've been turned inside out. Like their whole body was detached. Like the skin was detached from the bottom of their, the soles of their feet and then flipped inside out. So their skeleton and their rest of their body are lying end to end, like head to, top of head to top of the head on the floor. All right. Um, and as you walk through, there's just bodies everywhere leaning up against the. Against sofas they're all like killed in some horrible mutilated way uh, intestines torn out eyes shoved in mouths that kind of thing come to the center of the house around the area where Tillinghast was originally you see Tillinghast laying on the ground hmm. you alright Tillinghast are you going with him I'm going to hang back because there's there's seem to be any movement no I mean you can't tell any movement so who's in the house right now I thought it was just Andrew just Harvey. definitely waiting outside okay I figure I'd have gone running and running. So you went up to Tillinghast, or you asked him from a distance, or what? Uh, it's kind of I'm sort of leaning over him a little bit, like pretty close, looking down at him. Okay, I have to check the rule book for one quick second. Uh oh, it's never good when someone has to check the rule book. <laughs> Can players be killed instantly? <laughs> <laughs> What are the rules for devouring somebody whole? Does defense work on flaying? <laughs> <laughs> These are all good questions. So as you lean over him, Ebor snaps to life and plunges his fangs into the side of your neck. And uh, as he does that, his mouth sort of stretches out. Have you guys seen uh, American Wolf in London? Okay, well, there's a, there's a no. good transformation scene in there where the guy transforms into a wolf. So if you can imagine a human face being stretched out into a wolf's face. Yeah, like in Beetlejuice. Yeah. That's what happens with e- with uh, Ebor's mouth. Instead of just opening his mouth, his face stretches out, but really quickly, and clamps down to the side of you, and it sort of pulses. And uh, he drains you for a second or two, and then pushes you back and gets to his feet. So you take you take two damage. He trans well, he takes vitae from you. So you take a damage, and he takes two vitae. I only have one. <laughs> you vitae? Yeah. Yeah, you're out of vitae. I don't know if that means. Ah, my vampire powers. And he stands up. What have you done? 
We went to go get Salvecchio, and then they came here for you, I guess. I didn't. I could never have imagined you would have come here. Hey, me neither, guy. We've had a truce. We would never attack each other's homes. It's been a very long time. I didn't expect him to break our truce. Are you all right? I need to feed. How's Sal? How's Sal? What do you mean, how yeah, is he? How's Sal? Not here. Uh, never was here? I don't think so. All right, so... Uh, well, if he's going to come to us, we must go to him. Where's that restaurant he always hangs out at? We'll go trash the oh, place. Oh, already, uh, it's on fire. Yeah, been there. We already did that. Is it on fire? There's a burning body in it. Probably put out by now. Probably hasn't been on fire this All whole right. time. It's a little burnt up. I mean, if you need to trash some of his other places, I'm sure he's got plenty of businesses. Uh, first, I need to drink your blood. I need blood from you. As tribute. As tribute. No, I'm good. Harvey walks away. He, he uh, calls up to you. Oh, let me feed plenty, on I'm you. I'm sure there's plenty of bodies. I'm sure. Trust me, buddy. I, I saw where your feet on earlier. I ain't your type. <laughs> you need my uh, composure. I need your resolve three. plus blood potency. Blood potency is one. Resolve is three. Uh, he was able to succeed. Okay. So you freeze in your tracks, and he walks over and plunges hey, his teeth into so your bad. neck. Aww. Um, so you guys, do you guys do anything, or do you watch him? Uh, that's, what do you, what do you guys do? Right, you know, Slim feet. He drains you of three vitae. Wow, that's pretty rude. I'm definitely not going in. This guy ain't getting my blood. Then he sort of pushes you to the ground. You drop to your knees, and he stands up straight. And then he wipes some of your blood from his mouth. And he smiles, um, and he and he says, "Excellent. Where is your friend? Did he die? Yeah, pretty much. Where is he? I don't know. But we're going to need all the around." Around, around. Hey, listen, you can't you can't munch on him. You can't munch on him. He ain't got the strength in him. I'm a dip. <laughs> He's metagaming hard. Yeah, I, I imagine I like creeped up to like figure out what was going on, but I wasn't going around any corners in case I got I know, filled with bullets again. He's outside somewhere. He growls and rolls his eyes. Fine, let's go. We're going to Federal Hill, and we're going to start killing those fools until we find our crown. I'm following him, then. Uh, I'm following you. Okay. Do you have a car? Yeah, I got a car. What do you think? I walked to you? Drive me to Federal Hill. All right. Don't get a lot of room in the back. Harvey, get in the car. uh, There's plenty of trunk space. I'll get in. I'll ride shotgun. I'm in the back. I'll meet them there. I'll take another. (laughs) I'll get, like, a cab or something. Take one of the car. Well, I'm imagining some cars were left by the guys. Yeah, there's plenty of cars just like all over the place. There's like literally ten cars. Oh yeah, I guess I could take one of those cars. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. This has all gone so wrong. Yeah, you're telling me. I died like six times tonight. And just sort of stares off into space as you guys as you drive. Are street lights dramatically going overhead? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. So you guys arrive at uh, Federal Hill. One of the first, actually, the restaurant that. Um, uh, that you trashed earlier was one of the first on your way, and you can see there's place outside and stuff. And he says, "Let's keep going all the way through. I want to go to Nocturnal." Oh yeah, that place. Mm-hmm. All right, come on, Hav. <laughs> so you guys, you guys drive all the way through to the nightclub, yeah. and it's uh, in full swing, even though it's about four thirty in the morning. He gets out and walks inside without waiting for you to, and he walks right past the bouncer who doesn't even bother to ask for his thing. I'm trying to keep up. Okay. Inside, there's people dancing all over the place. There's, like, people in cages. It's, like, a really early goth club, basically. And you can tell 
They're still trying to figure it all out. Yep, exactly. Well, I mean, there's the Bauhaus and all that stuff still already happened. It's 1979. How much of, like, in this pre-internet age trickled down to... Providence? Probably not a ton. Yeah. So it's like a early punk, it's like a late punk, early goth kind of club. But it's got that soul. It's basically more, it is the most traditional vampire setting that you've been in so far. And uh, you get inside and there's people in cages, there's people wearing all sorts of alternative outfits, that kind of thing. And uh, you watch Ebor walk up to the bar and you notice people are like scattering as they see Ebor walk through. And he walks up to the bar and he starts talking to the bartender. Where is Vecchio? He's asking him where Vecchio is, basically. And uh, yeah. then uh, the band stops and Vecchio walks out on stage. The singer hands him a microphone. And Vecchio says, ah, well, actually, um, first, where is uh, Jake? Uh, I think I've just been like tailing them like as discreetly as I can because they're all inside, right? Uh, assuming they let me in, yeah. So yeah, you're you're inside. You're at a distance from them, but you you're you can see the whole thing. So Vecchio says, "Ah, Harvey, Jake, Ronnie, I see you brought your friend Ebor." Ebor's like growling and advancing towards the stage, but uh, it's a fair distance away from the bar where he's asking the questions. Sal, Sal is continuing. I used to hear stories about people like you, but I never thought I'd really meet one in person. This is, a, this is one crazy, one crazy situation we're in. I'll give you guys one last chance. So I think, in the end, your hearts are still in the right place. Is it? Are you sure you boys with the shotguns didn't dislodge mine? You can help me take down you boy here. We can, we can call it even. Better than even, even. Better than even. Where's the actually. crowd? We can maybe talk about a promotion. Because I, I, I have a feeling. I could use three uh, men like you. See, here's the thing with that, Sal. Why would we want to work for you when I think it's pretty clear that we're better than you? Sal smiles. All right. I mean, hey, I'm not going to speak for everybody. Just thought I'd the uh, offer. No, no. I've always thought I had an eye for talent, but I guess in this case I was mistaken. Boys? Can I shoot him? You can take a shot at him, yeah. Really? I am so bad at this. You take a shot, and it whistles overhead, and Sal takes off for backstage, and Ebor picks up his pace, but that's when, uh, obviously, that's when the shooting starts. So there's a, uh, this is like kind of a mass combat situation, so I don't really want to, like, do a whole, like, like a 30-person initiative order kind of thing. So why don't you guys tell me what you were going to do? Ebor is basically to start killing guys, but he's, he's not at 100%. He's actually quite a bit, he's actually been pretty, pretty severely wounded, fighting the 25 guys earlier. Um... There's another 25, 30 guys in here with guns. And a lot of the people in, in the crowd are, are armed with melee weapons. And they all seem to be working for Sal Vecchio. Uh, if Harvey, because he's so large, grabs a table in each hand and like has one be the front and one be the back shield. And then Jake and I can each get a table on either other side, left and right. And we can be like a phalanx chase after him. Okay. Yeah, because I wanted to go after Sal Vecchio anyway. So that works for me. We can form a phalanx what do you think of if andrew's on board making a phalanx i was just gonna yeah. start killing people i feel like we risk losing too many hps I mean, we're gonna go after salvecchio i was just gonna become a whirlwind of death so jake and um jake and ronnie are gonna go after sal and harvey's gonna start killing fools okay so harvey you are gonna take some damage but we'll deal with that well, actually, we'll deal with that first because you and ebor are both killing people most of them but most of them are focusing their fire on ebor yeah so why don't you roll a, you're going to roll, you're going to make like a melee improvised, that kind of attack. Yeah. So why don't you roll that times five? So whatever your skill, whatever attack you're going to make, if it's melee or, or improvised I'm, weapon or whatever. I'm going to start just brawling. Okay. So make that brawl attack, brawl plus strength times five. That's how many dice you're going to roll. 
Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, of, a lot of dice. Can I do times five? Will that work? No. Just I think you do, do, do eight times five or whatever it is. Yeah. That's that's not gonna work. Forty or whatever. Well, there's one roll. Thirty-five times thirty-five d ten. There. Yeah, just do thirty-five. <laughs> or no, d10s. if you're not, you're gonna do twenty-eight d tens. I figured I was keeping it cleaner. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten successes. Eleven successes. Eleven. Okay. So uh, they're gonna make a roll attack against you. The multiple attacks you'll sustain. And even if you like take a critical amount of damage, we'll resolve um, the other scene first. And then, like, if you're out, then uh, you're out at the end. You know what I mean? Like, they'll come back and find you incapacitated. Yeah. But it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Yeah. I was like, chain some, chain some tens here. Uh, so just two damage for you. I'm fine. Okay. So you're going to be still killing fools after they're done with whatever they do. Yeah. So basically. Harvey just rolls up his sleeves and just kind of like dives into the crowd fist first punching without any intent of stopping so you know going straight through guys Mm -hmm. grabbing people like tearing at limbs it's very crude and very inefficient but very effective because he he doesn't need to be efficient yeah this is sort of like a thing Harvey I think lives for or has always never known that exactly how much fun this would be until it happened. Yeah. Um, okay. So you two um, actually are able to catch up to Salvecchio pretty simply. Um, he's not super fast. He's a heavy smoker. He's in his fifties, uh, and he's he's not a vampire. It's the middle of the night. He's a regular human. <laughs> he's probably been out without sleep for over twenty four hours. So you catch up to him. Uh, all behind you, you hear the sounds of like just blood and bones and guts crunching and people screaming and bullets fighting fired and all that stuff. We catch up to him in a second. You catch him up right, right backstage, basically in a corridor backstage. He's basically like when one of those, uh, path, these, uh, those, um, hallways leading from, uh, like a loading dock to the backstage area. Oh, okay. Uh, pull my gun on him, I guess. Jake, what's, where's the crown? <sighs> Look, you've been giving us the runaround. I'm real sick of your game, Sal. I'm going to give you one chance to give me the answer. Why don't you make an intimidate roll? Can I make a dominate roll? You can definitely make a dominate roll. Uh, it is resolve plus blood, blood potency. So it's just his resolve. His resolve is... How do I roll dominate? I'll give you the number first. Dominate is um, intelligence plus expression plus dominate. Uh, his, okay. his resolve is three. Oh, I don't have any expression. You said his resolve is three? Yeah. Great. So I have a minus three. You don't have any dominate or intelligence? No, no, no. I have intelligence and dominate, but I, I'm getting minus, oh, yeah, it's minus three. three. Okay. Minus three. Really Great. So I have one die. Okay. You could... Got it. You got it? So got what do you it. say to him? I was gonna say... so this is mesmerize, because you're a level one, I assume. Dominate. Yeah, which means I can issue him a basic or a simple command. Yep. Is it like a one word thing or can I say just like where's the crown? No. Like tell me where the crown is. You ask him to do something and he's a victim. You could say where's the crown. Tell me where the crown is. It's in my suit jacket. Nick's really angry with himself. I'm going to shoot him. I hit him once. One success. So uh, you sort of catch him in the shoulder and he slips slips and he falls back to the ground. 
He sits there looking at you. He doesn't even go for his gun or anything. He just sits there looking at you. This is how it's going to be, huh, Jake? You're going to team with some unholy monster instead of me. You're not all that holy yourself. Don't you remember when I used to bring your mother a Thanksgiving turkey, Jake? I don't know. I don't think I remember that. That doesn't sound familiar. Oh, well. Look, to be honest, I don't care about you. Uh, as I'm approaching him as I say all this, uh-huh. I'm going to go get the crown. I'm going to say, I don't care about you. I don't care about Tillinghast. I just want this. I'm going to take the crown. Okay, it's a pretty unremarkable object. Assuming he doesn't try to nope. stop me. He, just, he actually opens his suit jacket up for you. It's in, it's in, like, it's in his pocket, suit jacket pocket. So can I ask you what this thing is? Fuck if I know, Jake. So why do you want it? Why the big stink, huh? I'll tell you one thing. I'm not going to give that monster in there a goddamn thing. Why not? Have you seen what he did to my guys? Oh, yeah. One of those guys was my son. They they would... Yeah, but they tried to kill him, I mean. No. He decided he wanted that crown, so he started killing my guys. That's why I asked you to look into it. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, that whole thing. That's how we got into this. Yes. Those are some of my oldest friends, and one of them was my son. I'm not going to give that. So you don't know what this thing does? I don't really give a fuck. As far as I can tell, it does nothing. So all this, we became vampires, got holes blown in us for your stupid little grudge. He says nothing, he just stares at you. Whatever, you two power-hungry lunatics are free to kill each other all you want. I'm going to exit out the back door. Taking the crown? Taking the crown. Okay. What about you, uh, going to look at Sal and uh, look... Towards the door where uh, Jakey just left. He's going to say, you got lucky today, Sal. And then he leaves. Okay, so you guys leave. Where do you Now, there's going to be another little bit with Harvey, but what do you guys do? Do you get like get in the car and drive away? Do you go wait for Harvey, or what do you do? Um, I think uh, Ronnie gets outside and ba- pretty much only a few steps from the door sees Jake just like standing there. With the crown in his hands, looking at it. You did good, Jake. You should try it on. You earned it. Yeah, but I mean, this is a, I'm thinking about the over-under on this thing just, like, melted me or whatever. Jake's gonna look at Ronnie. Vampires don't breathe, but he's still gonna take a deep breath. <laughs> like, cinema- can't they? Can Are they capable of breathing? I think they can. They can, can mock- you operate your lungs on purpose? They mock breathe. Okay, so he's going to take a fake deep breath and uh, put on the crown. It looks good. Absolutely nothing happens. Uh, Jake just, like, looks around and looks at him, like, looks at his hands and stuff and kind of expecting something to happen. Let me try it on. I want to try it. Uh, no, because then if something does happen, we're going to have a problem. This is my crown. You back up. Come on. Don't be weird. You can have it right back. I just want to try it on for a second. Yeah, but then what if it turns you into, like, a dragon or something? How am I going to get it back? Why would it turn me into I don't a dragon? Know. What's it do? We're both the same vampire. We're what the you... same vampire. We're different. What if it's, like, looking at my blood and being, like, you're not a good dragon blood yet, but then it looks at your blood and, like, this guy's a dragon. <laughs> oh, so your, your thing is you'd be jealous if I had a destiny. I'd be thing. a little jealous, yeah. Okay, well, if I end up having a destiny, you can still have it back. What do I want a crown for? I'm a vampire. I'm not, I'm, I, did, I'm, I did the cool thing. This is what I want to be. Yeah, so let me try right, not. If it turns you into something cooler and you don't give it back, I'm going to be mad. Yeah, you have, you have, you have every right to be. And, uh... <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... Very hesitantly hand him the crown. Ronnie pops it on his head. Okay. And he turns yeah. into a dragon. 
Um, also, ah. nothing happens. <laughs> Yeah, I said if something cool happens. No, you said back. give it back anyway, Ronnie. Yeah, well, Ronnie, Ronnie. come on. Nah, fine, you can have it. Good. And then he uh, sort of like <laughs> tosses him the crown. Also, you owe me a hundred <laughs> bucks because I won that bet. What? No, you said Tillinghouse. No, I said dead. he was gonna win. Okay. Well, I'm gonna say this death scene takes a little bit of time. You guys like confronting Sal and fighting over the crown because inside you, uh, Ebor and Harvey have pretty much um, finished. Mopping up the guys. Ebor is really kind of wounded, but he looks over at Harvard and he says, "You fight like an animal." Yeah, I fight kind of like I, how I used to, just better at it. Come, the crown is almost ours. I don't know where your cowardly friends went, but Vecchio will soon be mine, and his crown and his everything else that belongs to me. Yeah, sure thing. Yeah, I don't really care about that crown. And he starts stalking off, but before he gets through the door, um. All of a sudden, uh, vampires start to step out of the shadows all around you guys. Not you two. Around those two. You guys are outside, and you're going you're gonna to basically miss this whole thing, I think. I think that's the most uh, cinematic. So um, they step out of the shadows, and you hear a voice. Hello, Ybor. And Ybor stops. My, my prince. Who's your friend? This is... Name's Harvey. Hello, Harvey. Harvey, do you know what you are? Be a vampire? Or do you mean on a deeper level? <laughs> Ebor, you didn't receive permission to create more children. And Ebor doesn't say anything. He's just sort of like backing away. And uh, these are all out of the shadows. Common. These are vampires not like you've seen before. These vampires are sort of rat-like. And uh, weird-looking. They sort of move incoherently. And they sort of uh, all move quickly at Ebor and start to restrain him. And then this taller uh, Nosferatu steps out of the shadows and says, This is quite a mess, Javi, that your father has created. Hey, that guy ain't my dad. Well, I do appreciate the sentiment. Um, but I, I have to say, I was quite impressed with the way you handled yourself in this battle. Uh, you know, just take care of business like I'm used to. Yeah, one sec. One, well, give me a sec. And he, like, pulls a chunk of viscera that has, like... He pulls some intestines that are, like, dangling out of his shirt. And throws them on the floor. So I didn't realize that was there. Could probably kind of looked ridiculous. Javi, I would like to offer you a job. Sure. I'm, I'm imagining my last employee just got killed. Yes, Ibo will die very shortly um it is almost sunrise oh no i met the other guy um other guy was that the oh mr vecchio sal vecchio well mr vecchio and i have enjoyed a um positive relationship for some time so if he is dead i will be quite sad but i'm certain i can do business with whatever replaces him as for mr tillinghast here i've let him run amok for far too long and he will be put to death this evening but I could certainly use some of your talents in my organization. Hey, always glad to offer. A couple of Nosferatu sort of gesture for you to come with them. All right. I follow. Okay. So uh, that's basically it for the adventure. I don't know what happens to Ronnie and Jake. Um, I will say that it seems to me like Salvecchio is going to be surviving and stay in charge of the mob of Providence. Um, I say that Ybor Tillinghast is going to be executed this evening and Harvey's Seems like a natural fit for a vampire, like, violence 
operation. Vampire Murder Squad. <laughs> yeah. That's actually the name of my favorite um, B-horror movie from the 80s. Jake and Ronnie, what do you guys think happens to you guys? Uh, do they all disappear? Well, that all, that all happened concurrently to you guys um, having the argument about the crown and talking to Vecchio. So if you guys were to walk back inside, what you would find is Vecchio would be gone, Harvey would be gone, and those Nosferatu would be killing Tillinghast. So if you want to do a scene like that, we can definitely do a scene like that. Or you can just narrate what you think happens to your lives. Um, are they after us at all? Does no. anyone care about us? No. It doesn't really seem like anyone cares too much or about the crown. you. No one cares about the crown? Um, uh, I think the only person who cared about the crown was Tillinghast. But he's dead. Oh, what a... <laughs> he's dead. So as far well as far as you know, I mean I'm not saying like the whole rest of your life, but like what happens immediately after it. So someone will eventually a vampire will eventually come looking for you. And they'll eventually figure out that there's more vampires in the city, or Harvey will tell them because he doesn't really care about you that much. Right. Um, or that, I mean, hey, that but like immediately that works for me because I was gonna say what Jake does is probably he keeps the crowd definitely, and um, mm-hmm. he assuming no one like. Hold on, I'm going to sneeze. Vampires don't sneeze. <laughs> um, assuming that, you know, no one comes for him in basically any capacity, he's going to probably try and find some sort of vampire crew to get in with and start working his way up that. Okay. Jake's got ambitions. So certainly you get welcomed into the Nosferatu crew. Um, once, the, once you explain, and Harvey will, I'm sure, Harvey, do you think you vouch for him? Yeah, sure. Very nonchalantly, very noncommittedly, but I would vouch for him. Basically, I imagine Jake is pretty much going to go down the same path that Tillinghouse went down. What do you mean, like getting crazy? May, I mean, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Depends how things shake out. But Punching above his weight? Yeah, probably. Thinking he's more important or more powerful than he probably is. Yeah. You know, he's part of a crew, but really he's trying to do his own thing. What about you, Ronnie? What would you do, you think? Uh, I imagine I'd do the same thing, because, like, I have a car, I drove him there, you know? Ronnie retires from being a murderous vampire and becomes a taxi driver. He loves his car so much, he's good at driving, it's, it's a Chrysler. Ronnie starts Uber. everyone it's matt and thanks so much for listening to the 28th episode of the actualplay.network podcast this was part eight the conclusion of our mafia slash vampire game prince of providence we played the first part pre-vampire transformation using the fate accelerated rules and finished using the vampire requiem rule set there's a long blog post going up that i wrote about the game over at our website actualplay.network talking about the process of writing the game and about some of the inspirations for it i'd really like it if you could check that out and let me know what you think our cast this week was uh, myself, Matt, as Game Master, Andrew as Harvey, Chris as Jake, and Gino as Ronnie. Um, next week, uh, we should be releasing an episode of City of Mist, which is an apocalypse world-based game. Uh, if you like the show, tell a friend or review us on your podcast service of choice. You can find our Twitter screen names at the website, actualplay.network. That is the best way to find and get into contact with us. Gino does title card illustrations for our site. 
If you dig his art, he has a long-running webcomic up at pizzapranks.com and a Patreon for his art at patreon.com slash kiwimonsta. The link in the show notes. Music this week, the intro, Attic Soul. The outro, Barbara Browning. You can find those links in the show notes as well. You can leave us a voicemail at 508-817-3408. We will discuss your voicemail on the show. Andrew and I have another podcast, a monthly show called the Golden Age Horror.com podcast, which is an exciting look at horror movies from before 1979. In the most recent episode, we covered Eyes Without a Face. If you have a website, I can help you with that. Visit Wailing City Web for more information. I just freshened up the actual Play.network website. If you need another reason to check that out, thanks very much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.